Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pedor. It is currently July 15th, 2022, and it is 9.03 p.m. on the dot Eastern time. Hello, welcome. Welcome to another podcast. Welcome to another week. Welcome to another, um, well, another week. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, this week just kind of kind of came and went, I suppose. A little faster than normal, which I guess is kind of good, at least for me personally. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but that's exactly what we're going to talk about. What about the rest of y'all? What's been going on? What's news? What's happening? What's good? What's bad? What have you achieved? What have you failed? I want to know, and you can share it with me. Uh, email me at the FS, not at the, but email me at fsofpodcast at gmail.com, Foxtrot Sierra, Oxford, Foxtrot <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send in uh, how you're doing, what you're doing, say hello, suggest uh, topics of interest, and submit articles uh, that you would potentially want me to read and uh, bring forth on the podcast. All is welcomed. But yeah, what happened? Have you been making your bed? Have you been sleeping well? Have you succeeded where you want to succeed? Maybe not so much, maybe not as greatly, but even again, as I always say, if you wake up in the morning, it's a good day. If you make your bed, it's even a better day because you're going to go to sleep by unwrapping that gift that you made for yourself, knowing that you did one thing right that day. Well, two things, waking up and then making your bed. Two things right there. Amazing. Keep it up. And you know what? Let's go a little bit deeper. We're more than halfway done with this year. So I want you to think back all the way to January 1st of this year. And I want you to recollect one of your New Year's resolutions. What were they? Do you remember even one of them? And if you do remember one of them, can you apply it now? Thinking off the, my, the top of my head, I remember my roommate and I, we went through our libraries and we just got out a bunch of books that we were going to read. I don't think either one of us has finished one of those books. Well, you know what? I'm going to take that New Year's resolution and I am going to finish. I'm going to try and finish two, but I want to at least finish one book this year. And if you know me, that's actually something because I am a super, super slow reader. Like when I actually start reading a book, I will find it difficult to put it down, but it's just getting to a point in the day where I don't have to do anything with anyone. I can just sit down and read. That is the difficult part. So I'm going to do that. And if I can do that, then I think you will be able to do whatever New Year's resolution if that was. Maybe attending the gym two, three times a week. Maybe four times a uh, every other week, you know, bi-weekly, something so that you can say by the end of this year, you know what I achieved and I accomplished this. I said I would do it and I met it halfway next year. I'm going to do it all the way because I have built up this positive habit in which to do so. So I challenge you as I challenge myself to make that happen. So, I hope you are doing well. It's a tough world out there. It's a scary world out there. And it just keeps becoming more and more uncertain. Keeps becoming more dystopian, uncomfortably. And it's just, it's a hell of a world that we have created for ourselves. And I say we collectively, as a human species. You may be... Little flabbergasted, be like, I didn't do this. I didn't contribute to how the world is. Maybe not. I like to think I didn't, but then again, I'm a white male, so I there's a lot to blame for me on that by itself. But as a whole, as a species, we have not done well for ourselves. We have not treated each other kindly nor fairly. Without judgment or prejudice without love and acceptance. 
So try to be kinder, not only to yourself, but to strangers and other people around you. To quote Robin Williams, everyone's fighting a battle that you can't see. And I think we need to keep that more in mind throughout our daily lives. I also challenge you to do that as I will, again, challenge myself. Anything I challenge to you, I'm not going to... I will do myself because I would be a hypocrite. I would be one of those individuals that's like, yeah, do as I say, not as I do, you know? And that's not something which I feel is you can look up to someone for, you know? Well, why do you want me to do it if you're not going to do it yourself? If it's so good that I should do it, why don't you? Are you too good to do it yourself? Anyway. So, muster your strength, bury your, improve your weaknesses, and don't forget your failures. Learn from them. Failing is good. Failing is okay. That's how we progress. That's how we evolve. And that's how we succeed. We succeed by failing. Failing's the best option. So you go out there and fail and learn from it. Okay? Okay. Oh, holy shit. I went throughout the entire rant without commemorating the podcast. So sorry. This is episode This is episode 40 of the FSOF podcast. 40 episodes. My god. What have I been talking about? Anyway, here is to you, my dear listener. Here is to me, individual in the room with a microphone. And here is to the FSOF podcast as I commemorate it, as always, with a shot. Cheers. Oh, Kentucky whiskey. I will make my <clears throat> my week update brief just because um I don't know I suppose there's not really a whole lot in which to share other than I'm getting better at my job I'm feeling more comfortable I feel as if I'm knowing the policies better how to provide better coverage how to talk about coverage to people without making them feel as if they know nothing, as if I'm not belittling them. And I'm learning more about the company's life insurance policies. Which is good, because that's essentially what my job will evolve to be, is the life insurance expert, quote-unquote. So, I've been getting good and better about my job. I received my first commission... Uh, paycheck, which is nice. I've never had a job where I earned commission before, so that was a neat little bonus. And, um, ooh, today actually marks my three-month anniversary with being with the company, so that's kind of neat, too. So there's a bunch of good things that are happening there. One of those good things which comes from being there for three months is that now I am able to, uh, I have to work a couple more hours, four times a week, but I get a day off now. I only work four days a week now. I get a day off to myself. So that's super nice. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a little bit of an adjustment, but like hours wise and <clears throat> eating and this and that. But amazing. And I'll be able to better organize thoughts and this and that for work. So all work stuff is is going well. Co-workers are still cool. Um, the one who finally gave birth. Baby is healthy. Baby is great. She's adorable. And the clientele is mostly pleasant. So all in all, not too bad. Something which has come from work, which is why I have decided to uh, talk about this in today's podcast is that it the subject came to mind from work um i'm the oldest one of the office and you're thinking to yourself how are you the oldest one of the office you're 30 years old maybe you weren't thinking that maybe i am and now i've just subjected you to my thoughts 
welcome to the podcast. That's entirely what this is. <laughs> but I'm the oldest, which is fine. I'm kind of used to that, being and living within the town that I do. But as a result of being the oldest one, the youngest one of the office is going through certain things within their life. And it made me, as it does many people, reflect on many things. And actually, now that I think about it, there's a lot in which to talk about when it comes to age and the affiliation of age and friendships and friends and having people to hang out with and talk to and just share your life with, not only on a individual basis, but as a group, as a, a pack, one might say. Maybe not all, but that's what I would say. So, when I was growing up, I remember when I was, um, I don't know, I remember being um, in elementary school. I remember being uh, maybe a little less than elementary school. I remember being four, maybe early five. And my siblings are older than me. I'm the baby. And I remember my brother and my sister all throughout my life. Um, they would go and they would go hang out with their friends and they would go and be like, oh, they would bring their friends over. They would have sleepovers and it was just, you know, their friends and them hanging out and going out and having fun and doing this and that. I remember one day my sister just met up with her friends. They came over and then they left. And I remember crying to my mother because I didn't have any friends. I didn't have people to hang out with. I didn't have people coming on over that I can just hang out with there at the house or go out and do things with. I had no one. I, it was just me because I was young and haven't gone to school yet. And I remember crying to my mother, like, I have no friends. I have no one to hang out with. When will I get friends? Will I get friends? And my mother, being the kind and loving woman that she is, comforted me and said, Frank, you'll get friends. Don't worry. It, it, you just haven't gotten to that point of life yet. And of course, being young and stubborn and ignorant, I didn't believe her. Shortly enough, soon enough, elementary school came along and I started meeting people left and right and I had a big old troop of friends. And we would hang out and we'd go to Chuck E. Cheese and Leapin' Lizards, which no one really knows what Leapin' Lizards is anymore because it doesn't exist. We'd have sleepovers and... We'd uh, hang out and do this and that. And my mother came back to me. She's like, you see, Frank, you came to me years ago crying that you didn't have any friends to hang out with. And look at you now. You have all these friends. I'm like, yeah, mom, you're right. I do. And that trend continued for many years for me. It was sad and it sucked that come elementary school, going into middle school, a lot of those friends branched off just because of district separations. And even then, at a younger age, you say to each other, of course, we'll stay in contact. We'll call, we'll hang out, or I don't know. We didn't have phones back then to send messages, so I guess, you know, we'll write. But of course, you never did. So a lot of friends were lost. And that was just separation number one. And then you make new friends and more friends in middle school and hang out. And now that you're growing up, you're doing like extracurricular stuff, you know. For me, it was band. It was wrestling. It was. Um... Okay, that's it for me. <laughs> that wasn't much in middle school. But I did that. I still made friends. I accumulated friends and stories. I don't remember a whole lot as far as like the education goes just because it's middle school. But then high school comes along, and you lose more friends. And then you regain friends. It's such a juggle. It's such a battle. It's such a up and down. So, excuse me. And then once you graduate 
high school. You know, more of your friends go. And then you hope to make friends in college, but at that point you're adults, young adults. So there's that interesting, awkward moment between this is who I was and this is who I maybe want to be, but what's all this in front of me? And that's when you start to enter that adult world. That's when you start to try and have fun still, make new friends like you did throughout your childhood. But you still, but now you're starting to have added responsibilities. You're starting to have, you know, maybe a part-time job. You're a full-time student. Uh, you're potentially doing extracurricular activities. Uh, and then you're also still trying to maintain that social life. You're basically a full-time student if you go the college route. I cannot speak or relate to if you went to a trade school or just straight into the workforce. I have no idea. Again, I, I'm an expert on my life, and I will speak truthfully and honestly of my life and my experiences. And this is how friendships were for me, is that I was juggling jobs, I was juggling full-time courses, an exponential amount of extracurriculars, and a romantic life, all simultaneously, and friends, and this and that. And still trying to remain an individual and uh, and having fun. All which is difficult on its own, very time consuming. But then you make those friends, you establish those relationships, and then they graduate and move away. And then you graduate and move somewhere else. And it's all over again. And yeah, technology and phones have made it better, but then as you get older, you begin to realize these friendships weren't actually friendships. They were more just acquaintanceships. And the only friendships that you really maintain are the very rare and few. And even as you get older, you don't really talk to them a whole lot. There's still that deep-seated mutual respect and care and love for one another but the friendship is not as developed or um, spoken upon as you would hope you would hope for it to be <clears throat> so for me as I have briefly explained when it comes to friendships, it's been up and down as far as like numbers. And it has been less so as far as value of friendships. Out of all the friends that I have come and gone, out of all the relationships that I've had within my entire life, God, I can, I can count on my 10 digits, the friendships that I can still say yes. I can call them and have a conversation with them and pick up exactly as we did. I'll do so right now. I won't say the names aloud, but I will, I will think it, so. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually really struggling to come up with fingers. And I'm also struggling to come up with people that I would also just want to talk to on a more deep and intimate level. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. I, I literally counted five people that I consider truly my friend. Five. And I'm 30. So here's the thing. And I've told myself this in order to try and make myself feel better. Because like I said, I had a bunch of friends growing up. Granted in fluctuation, but I've had a bunch of friends growing up. 
Oh, six. Excuse me. Aha. I, I, I've gone out of the, <laughs> the one hand. We're, we're exploring new territory. Six. Friends. And the fact that it took me that long to come up with a sixth one goes to show how age and life and just events, personal goals, it moves you apart from people. And this world doesn't make it any better either. As I've gotten older, that becomes more realized, that becomes more relevant. And when you become older and you realize that these friends have come and gone, these relationships have come and gone, you're able to identify certain things. And one of those things is, well, easily, one, will you get along with them? Two, how well will you get along with them? Because that's what separates, you know, I have to deal with you and acquaintances. And then three, will I remember you in all honesty? There are so many people that have come and gone within my life. Yeah, I remember a good amount, but there are some people that I'm sure that I dealt with quite a bit. And I, you'd be someone else within that time area that I knew would be like, oh yeah, remember so-and-so who don't oh, you you remember they did this and this and you know they did this with you because of that wasn't that a good time I, sure i guess i don't know if you remember it then good for you that person didn't stick out for me and that's what more and more your relationships become you realize who the toxic people were in your life and you're able to hopefully apply it for later within your future life in order to be able to judge almost immediately who is going to remain more frequently in your life than not. And it basically boils down to that. Who is going to remain more in your life over someone else? And for me, all those many friends that I had who did come and go, I now realize... Yeah, we were good, great friends at one point in my life. But now they're just gone. They're just memories. I don't even know who they are anymore because it has been that long. And it's not a bad thing. I'm very certain that I said this before on this podcast, but one of my previous horn professors, a very wise individual, one of his rules of life, was friends come and go, but friend, uh, friends come and go, but enemies accumulate. A lot of friends in my life have come and gone, and that's okay. That's just how life works, in all honesty. Some of the people, yeah, sure, I see and quote-unquote remain in contact with on Facebook, but if I was to randomly just send them a message and be like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on? That conversation wouldn't last long. It'd be a very brief updated, oh, hey, doing great, doing this and that with this person. Look at my news feed, whatever. And that's basically all it will come to. You're not going to make the effort to go and see these people. They're not going to make the effort to go and see you because you're not important in their life anymore. And it makes you wonder why you keep them as friends on Facebook. Is it to not offend? Is it because that's the quote-unquote custom that modern day holds us to be? If I were to keep only my true friends and professional connections on Facebook, I would probably drop maybe 500 of my friends easily easily I mention all this because of the uh, youngest member of where I work they're going through many things right now and they don't have the uh, 
I don't know, the experience of life, the events which make you realize and think about these things just yet. Getting there, I think, but... It is okay to lose these people that are currently within your life because ultimately, where do you see them within your life in 10 years? And when you picture that scenario, you come first. Where do you see yourself in 10 years with everything and anything you wish to see yourself become in 10 years? And then try adding them into the mixture. You come first. You come first. They don't come first. You can't help them. You can't help your friends. You can't help your family. If you can't help yourself, where are you in 10 years? Now, where are they? Are they even in your life anymore? Do you even want them in your life anymore when you really think about it? How important of a friendship are they to you for you to keep them along for 10 years running? And I think that is what is most troubling and difficult is the acceptance that the majority of the people that you meet and that you say you care about, maybe temporarily, maybe that is a sincere remark, but after you're done with that job, that project, your degree, the city, once you get that dream job, you finally land it and need to move elsewhere. I mean, where are they going to be? Will they still keep up the effort in, in being with you? The whole point of this rant is that when you get older, you lose a lot of friends. Your social circle, generally speaking, I won't say for everyone, but your social circle of who your friends are your true friends between acquaintances and colleagues and whatever else random relationship in between. They just, they go. Your true friends are such a smaller amount when you grow up. When you get older, when you start to develop yourself, it's almost scary. So, a lot of my friends nowadays, and when I say my friends, I mean my friends, and even some of my colleagues, they're experiencing this as well. They're experiencing, I'm getting older, I'm having this relationship, and yeah, I'm maintaining friendships with, with some of my friends, but it's so much smaller now, and... It's not what it used to be. It's not as intimate as what it once was. And I don't know how to make other friends because, well, just because. You get into a groove of things and people really don't stick within your life. And is that natural? Is that why a lot of people say, you know, Family is forever. Blood is thicker than water. Is that why people have such an advocate, especially back in the day, for your family to be close because you're just genetically related to each other? Rather than, is that the excuse, I suppose? Is the excuse, yeah, we're, we're related genetically, so let's maintain a friendship and a close connection. Why? If you're a shit person, why would I want to stay connected to you just because we're related? And that goes into an entirely different thing. So, that is the question here. That is the point. When you get older, do you have and develop and just... Do you have fewer friendships? Do you have fewer friends? True friends that you can call up and text or FaceTime randomly and they'll be like, oh, hey, what's going on? How are you? And have a wholesome, decent, meaningful conversation and interest. Or are you just going to get the generic, oh, hey, what's going on? 
I'm at, I'm I'm shopping right now, but I'll still talk to you. To me, that to me, I'm very picky. Um, I feel that they're distracted and not like actually engaged in the conversation. Nice of them to pick up, but you know, call back when we're able to just sit down and focus on each other. So with this in mind of as you age, do you lose friends? <clears throat> has it always been around or has this age of technology aided us in the ability in order to maintain a lot more friendships than what we once have been able to? I have a couple of articles that I wish to read to you in connection to this. And I hope you enjoy them. Um, I've skimmed through them. They seem to prove a couple of points, which hopefully may enlighten you and hopefully not scare you when it comes to aging. A lot of unfortunate things happen when you age and losing friends is, to me, in my experience, one of them. Certainly, certainly. So, with that said, let's begin with the first article of two. This is by CNN, which came out on, well, at least updated, Monday, June 6, 2016 at 5.33 p.m. Eastern Daytime by Mira, uh, Mira Synthilngam for CNN. This comes from CNN.com, and it says, This is the age when you start losing friends. So, Let's begin. Are you younger than 25 years old? You may want to appreciate this moment in life when your social circle is at its greatest. If you're older, you may relate to what you read next. Soon after your mid-20s, your circle, your social circle shrinks, according to a recent study by scientists from Aalto University in Finland and the University of Oxford in England. The teams analyzed data from 3 million mobile phone users to identify the frequency and patterns of whom they contacted and when, as well as overall activity within their networks. Men and women were found to be socially promiscuous, making more and more friends and social contacts until the age 25, after which point they started losing them rapidly, with women losing them at an initially faster pace rate rather than men. The average 25-year-old woman contacts about 17.5 people per month, while a man contacts 19 people. No Facebook friends. No Facebook friends don't count. This decline continues for the rest of your life, or at least until retirement, where it plateaus, probably due to reduced data among this age group. Why does this happen? It comes down to investments. What's it worth? The theory is that around this age, people begin to decide who is most important and valuable in their life and make greater effort to hold on to those friends. Quote, people become more focused on certain relationships and maintain those relationships, says Kunal, a postdoctoral researcher at Aalta University who co-authored the study. You have uh, who co-authored the study, period. Quote, you have new family contacts developing, but your casual circle shrinks. This applies to both partners and friends, and it stems largely from people wanting to settle down and raise a family. Quote, at the beginning of this age range, women are more focused, Kanal said, meaning women who are more intent on finding the correct partner. Once they believe they have, they invest more time in nurturing that relationship and lose others of less value. Quote, once you've made decisions and found the appropriate people, you can be much less socially promiscuous and invest your time in these people. End quote. Added Robin Dunbar, a professor of evolutionary psychology at the University of Oxford, who co-authored the... <laughs> I'm going to say study is supposed to be there, but it's not. Anyway, but they can't just be anyone, he added. 
Narrowing down the people you're close to includes friendships as well as life partners, particularly for women, due to the support and help they can provide in times of need. Quote, women have this idea of a best friend who is similar to a romantic partner, and women work hard at these relationships, end quote, Dunbar said. Quote, particularly with friendships, if you don't invest in them or see those friends, they will decay and quite rapidly drop, end quote. Middle age reversal. Trends were seen to change slightly in people's late 30s. Men began, uh, began losing buddies at a faster rate. Quote, you get a secondary switchover later in life, said Dunbar. By the age of 39, the average man was contacting 12 people while women were contacting 15 people each month. Initial numbers of contacts during younger years are higher for men, but by these later years, they soon drop contacts faster than women, and their totals become lower. lower. Quote, you see this redu reduction, like literally since parentheses or, or bars, reduction, in them about seven years later, Dunbar said. Quote, it's the women who make up their mind very early on, end quote. The grandmother effect. Though the team emphasized that the rapid loss of friends happens in both men and women, experts generally consider this information of an inner circle to be more important to women, mainly due to them having children. Quote, you make the effort in return for some benefits, said Dunbar, who believes that at this point, people will prioritize those who are most useful to them. That investment will help certain aspects of your life. Canal added. At this point, contacts such as mothers, mother-in-laws, close friends, and family come into play as they help people raise their children, known as the grandmother effect. Quote, it's the tend and befriend idea, meaning relationships become more important when you have children, said Michael Price, director of the Center of Cultural and Evolution at Brunel University, London, who was not involved in this study. Quote, you're now investing in offspring for the rest of your lives. In an evolutionary aspect, such networks are believed to help women raise children. Price believes that men instead value more individualistic criteria, such as their achievements or status once they have a family. Quote, it's well established that close personal relationships are more highly valued by women in general while men value status more, Price said, he said. Though the study was an opportunity to analyze a large data set across many age groups within a population, Price noted that it did not reveal much about the quality of the relationships being counted or what people were actually talking about. Quote, the quantity doesn't reveal the quality of the relationships, he said. Is the future online? For many years, social networks have been rising people's, or, <laughs> excuse me, raising people's friend count, making millennials believe they have hundreds or even thousands of friends. But even with these added means of communication, experts believe the time taken to invest in a true close-knit friendship will continue to keep the trend going. Although maybe come more international, the value of face-to-face -face friendship may never change. Quote, our natural psychology is small, very small, like a village, Dunbar said. Quote, the internet may allow you to keep relationships going over a much wider ge geographical area, but for now, a shoulder 2,000 miles away isn't as good to cry on. End quote. And that's something that I even said earlier. As far as, uh, who was that? Smith? Uh, Price, excuse me. As far as Price said. Yeah, I have hundreds of friends on Facebook. I don't consider them friends. I don't even consider them, uh, you know, professional acquaintances or a professional connections. They're just acquaintances. They're just memories. I suppose we hold on to the majority of our friends on Facebook for the sake of nostalgia.
That's not a real reason which to keep them around. We just do it for sentimental reasons. They're not really our friends anymore. When you really think about it, who you want to hang out with and talk to and confide to and cry on a shoulder to becomes much, much less when you really sift through who your true friends are and who you want to be around with. The last article that I have comes from a website called theadvisable.com. Advisable has an article which is more recent than the CNN one. It was published April 1st, 2022. There is no um, listed author that I can see, but it is a short article which may provide a little bit of insight for all of us. So let us see what the advisable has to say. The article title is The Real Reasons Why We Lose Friends As We Grow Older and Why It's Okay. It writes, Losing friends as we grow older is a fact of life. Part of growing up and maturing means shedding the excessive and unnecessary and realizing what you need and don't need in your life. You may realize that life is just simpler with less. You may realize that your priorities have drastically shifted over the years, and you may recognize that some friendships just aren't meant to be as you grow older. While it is sad to think about losing friends as we get older, losing friends in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and even 50s is perfectly normal. In fact, it's even regarded healthy and shows that you're maturing. So when does this friend drop-off point occur? A study shows that we begin to lose friends in our mid-twenties. Why? Typically around this period, we begin to reevaluate what is most important to us, including our relationships. Friendships are meant to evolve over time. So if you notice that your circle of friends has shrunk in the last few years, don't worry. It's normal. As we age, we maintain the friendships with the people that truly understand and support us. These authentic, deep connections are rare, and we place more and more importance on them as we grow older. Friendships like these represent the true friends that have stood the test of time. We lose friends over time for a number of reasons, and in most cases, this is good, healthy pattern of uh, maturation. Maturation? Maturity. I'm going to substitute that word. Maturation. <laughs> but to help you understand why you may be losing friends as you grow older, here are some of the most common reasons for why we lose friendships as we age. So why we lose friends as we get older. Number one, your priorities change. As time passes and we grow older, our priorities drastic, uh, drastically shift. In college, your priorities have been to study hard during the week and play hard on the weekends with your friends. Post-college, we tend to focus more on our careers and finding a life partner. As the years go by, we focus more and more on the possibility of starting a family. We typically learn more on our own family, lean more, on our family for support. Through the progression of these phases, the priorities shift from friends to family. While it is a sad fact of life that friends become less important in some ways, this is perfectly normal and expected and signifies that you're maturing. Number two, you realize you only have time for genuine friends. As you get older, you also get a lot better at cutting through all the bullshit. You don't tolerate insincerity or flakiness anymore, and you've realized who your true friends are, the ones who have stuck by you through thick and thin. These are the friends you'll continue to make time for. Maybe you've decided to let go of the more toxic friendships over time as well. 
or maybe you've outgrown some of your still not quite mature, mature friends or the overly negative friends. This doesn't mean you don't still care about them. It just means that you realize that you're not the best influence. Or rather, you realize that they're not the best influence. This is my own note. Remember, who you associate yourself with influences who you are in your mind and your goals. Number three, you have less time overall. Remember all the free time you used to have when you were younger, all those fun nights out with friends, and you could use your weekends to catch up on sleep. Those days are long gone now, and time is the most precious commodity. You figured out how to maximize the little time you do have now, and you simply can't make time for every friend you know. Number four, you know yourself better, and you know what your needs are. Growing older, you've come to know yourself better, and you now know what you need and you don't need in your life. For this reason, some friends naturally grow apart over time because their needs and interests differ. Maybe you have a friend that has become overly materialistic throughout the years and you find yourself fundamentally disagreeing with them on their lifestyle choices. You may realize you don't need someone like that in your life simply because the differences are too great to overcome. Whatever the situation, you know yourself well enough now to know what you want and don't want in your life. Number five, you realize quality matters more than quantity. Simply put, you realize you don't need a ton of friends to be happy. You may have found personal fulfillment through starting a family with your partner, working your way up the corporate ladder, continuing your education, and you've matured drastically as a result. You have a solid support base of a few people that may include a couple close friends, but beyond that, you know you don't need much more to be happy and satisfied with your life. You have a few cherished people in your life that you would do anything for, and vice versa. And that is enough. And that's the end of the article. Which brings me back to my own life experiences and many things that I have said within this podcast. Getting older is not great. I looked at my siblings and how many friends that they have had growing up, and I became jealous of it, and then I got it. And then, as all three of us, myself, my brother, and my sister, as all three of us have gotten older, our massive social circle that all three of us had individually, all different people, Now, like I counted six. If I were to ask either of my siblings that question, I imagine that it would be similar, maybe even less. I was the one that knew and equated myself and associated myself with more groups, more people, more, I don't know, I, I was the social bug. But that was just because I was making relationships with theater people, with uh, techies, with musicians, groups after groups and connections after connections. It was a very big widespread web which I dealt with and who I connected with, and especially with gigging. The amount of ensembles that I performed with and those people that I met. My siblings did not do that. They had their own webs in their own so social circles, I would argue that I had the largest. I don't know for certain if that is true. But considering how big and wide all of our webs were, all the people that we've met and all the people that we have associated ourselves with, nowadays, I have six people. And if I 
was the most sociable and webbed individual. How many do my siblings have? And they're older than me. My sister has three boys. My brother and I are not married. We're not in relationships. And he's older. I'm 30. This is just a part of life. And it's okay. I would recommend anyone struggling with this idea to read this article, this second article, from Advisable again. And just keep in your mind that it is okay to be picky about your friendships, who you have in your life, and who you just want to talk to and understand you on the level and the intimacy that you want. And of course, vice versa. Friendships are a two-way highway. It's not one. So with that said, I'm going to end the podcast there. Thank you for listening. Hold on to your near and dear friends closely, the ones that you've gone through thick and thin with and the ones that you keep in your mind you still love and you still want to maintain that friendship with. Hold on to those people. They will probably mean more to you as you get older than you think. But I'm going to call it here with this podcast. I will be back on the 22nd of July for episode 41. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Might be good, might be bad, but I figure that talking about age and experiencing loneliness is normal. Your social circle closing in is normal. And it's okay. Just don't forget about your true friends. And talk to them more frequently. So thank you for listening. This has been the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. Email me at fsofpodcast at gmail.com for uh, topics of suggestion, articles of interest, or just say hello. Let me know how you're doing. I'd love to hear from you. fsofpodcast at gmail.com With that said, good night, sleep well, sweet dreams, and until next week and next podcast, au revoir.